Hey, everybody, that's the EDBC Podcast. Eric Dobratz and Ryan Coleman back with you again, talking sports, social stuff, kids, all kinds of fancy stuff. Brian, we're back for another week. They're having us back. How about that? Yeah, it's kind of surprising, but then again, you know, what else? Do you mean? What else who do is they, by the way? I, I don't know. I was going to ask. Is there, <laughs> are we being watched? If you could see in the room we're in right now taping this. But, hey, let's start with some big news, first of all. Right. Go off the beaten path a little bit. Rick Ocasek of the Cars passed away. Eddie Money passed away. Thoughts? Yeah, it's kind of a tough time for those of us who uh, remember our late 70s, early 80s rock. Um, both those guys. I, I think Rick Ocasek was 70. Is it Ocasek or Ocasek? I'm not sure. I Let's, think it's Ocasek, or maybe we're pronouncing it wrong. Might, we, we probably, yeah, it might be, there might have been maybe, maybe some research we should have done. Boring. <laughs> but when uh, I think of the cars, I think of MTV. I do too. And that's a great point because I was thinking of this last night or within them when he passed, and I equated them to somebody on Twitter was mentioning him, and I sort of equated the Cars to another sort of 70s, early 80s band, and I believe that they're all still alive, was Foreigner. Yeah. was like a band, like, not, 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 not like the greatest bands in the world, but like they came out like late 70s, had some really great early albums. Then MTV came along, and I thought they kind of got a little too MTV-centric, a little too cute. Well, they started making videos. They that started was the making videos. And, and the Cars, it's interesting. I'm saying that, like, Maybe their music took a hit, but quite frankly, their their legacy is that they were tremendous video artists. Yeah, they, they were. made great videos. But I mean, good if you band. Look, if you look at the, they are a good band. We're a good band. If you look at the now, you know, the kids watch the MTV Classic today, they'll think it's kind of cheesy. Yep. Yeah. In 1984, this was cutting edge. This was cutting edge video. The this big bug on the shit. screen and all that crap. Oh and goodness, you might think I don't even do remember this? that. Yeah. I wasn't a big Any Money guy. He's got some great hits. I, I was yep. never a big fan. He to me, he's just one of those guys you hear on the radio, and if you like yeah. him, you like him. You don't, you turn the Pretty channel. straightforward. Nothing yeah. like again, not a ground. Had a good life. Had a good life. Pretty straightforward rock and roll. Nothing, nothing fancy. He wasn't reinventing the wheel. I don't think we're going to confuse him with Bob Dylan. But yeah, I'm, and he, he kept it going for a long time. Played Travelers, not not golf. Two years ago, he played. Yeah, the, he played the Saturday Night Concert Series. I think it yeah. was. I didn't catch that. And I believe was pretty was uh, quite frequently at. Uh, Wolfden at Mohegan Sun. Yeah, it's everyone who ever met him said he was a great guy. He'd right. talk to you all night, hang out with you, yep. do whatever with you. Great backstory. Uh, started out as a New York City cop. No kidding. And, did, uh, I did yeah. not know that. Eddie Mahoney, Irish cop. Really? Came Eddie Money rock singer. Good for him. Pretty I think good, he made yeah, the right choice. Good life and uh, rest in peace, guys. Hey, all right. So I want to tell you about this too, kind of another thing. So John Pierce and I today, we're working on a feature for News 8, and I just did something that I'm going to pay for tomorrow. We thought it was a good idea to go to UConn today mm-hmm. and have the director of football strength and conditioning, Matt King, who's there, he just is his first year at UConn, put us through the paces and give us a workout. Now, what's put us through the paces compared to, like, what you do at your local gym? Which is usually hang out and read magazines. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, maybe, yeah. We, we, said, we said, Coach, just we're too we, – we, the, the story will be out next week on News 8, but he, we just said, we're a couple of new recruits, put us through some training. Oh, my goodness. And we did all kinds of push-ups, core workout stuff, and tomorrow morning I, I'm going to have trouble walking. Yeah, you realize that – their recruits are usually like eighteen-year-old yeah. athletes who are not mid-forties guys. Yeah, yes. that's a little bit yeah. of a difference. So yeah, maybe maybe a, an error in judgment, but hey, that'll be fun to watch on television. Oh, that's the magic of editing, my friend. All right, let's talk about some sports real quick. The Giants lose again right. yesterday to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo right. Bills, the two and zero Buffalo Bills, who two. beat the Jets and the Giants, which I don't know what that means, but it means the Buffalo Bills love New Jersey. Yeah, baby, two yeah. games at uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, listen to the talk radio uh, today. I, I heard the coach talk a little bit. Left the door open for maybe playing the kid Daniel Jones and Eli Manning not playing. What do you think? It seems like he left the door wide open. I don't see what the point is of not doing this. I think I don't know if we've talked about this 
I'm in the camp that I don't understand what the Giants have been doing to begin with. Yeah, for the last three, four years, absolutely. Why, right. if you draft this guy high, you have a rookie contract, a quarterback on a rookie contract, which is so valuable yeah. in the salary cap era. Because the, the longer you go with that salary, you can get other players making right. a lot of money, not paying your quarterback. Four years from now, if he's really good, you you're paying, paying him. The yes. The, the Eagles just did that with Carson Wentz. The, the Cowboys Rams, are going to do that soon with Dak Prescott. Cowboys are about to do that with Dak Prescott. Win so, when the quarterback's not getting paid. Right. Correct. Exactly. And start using that money to allocate to other pieces around your team. The Giants sort of decided Eli Manning's 38. Let's let's be honest and take a look at his play the last few years. It has been average at best. Mm-hmm. He makes a ton of money. But we're going to bring him back and try and do this. Win dollars. now by also rebuilding. It's sort of a... A plan, either have a plan or don't have a plan. That's, they don't have a plan. They don't have a plan. They don't so have a plan. If they can sort of write this, if, the only way to sort of write this season is forget about the wins and losses because they ain't coming. They're not coming in bunches. Most likely, it's just get the kid in there, let him play, let him take his lumps. Most of them do. And um, Eli hasn't played off for the last couple of weeks. He no. doesn't have anyone around him. First yeah, of all, no, a bunch no. of balls were dropped yesterday. So, it, it, this is not Eli Manning's fault. But if you're a part of the Giant fan base, which I am not, but if you are. You need some hope, and maybe you play the kid to kind of just move on from Eli finally. And if the kid does play, you have to go in there, be it fans or well, the organization and fans, you have to be realistic about it. You just pointed it out. The defense is non-existent, so that doesn't help the team. He has no weapons on offense except Saquon Barkley, who is probably brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant, and you get him the ball as much as possible. We talked about that last week. We don't need yep. to revisit that. So it won't be easy for him, but better now than in year two. You're gonna do, he's going to have to go through this anyway at some point. So this isn't Patrick Mahomes that sat as a rookie year on a playoff team. Yep. This is a team that's nowhere near the playoffs right now. Get it out of the way and start building for the future. So we will follow them in the weeks to come, and I'm sure next week we'll be talking about maybe Eli's last game or Daniel Jones' first game. We'll have to wait and see. We will see. All right, Patriots, 19-point uh, favorites. And i got to be honest with you, I actually struggled with the idea of whether or not I should take the Dolphins and the points. Not that I'm a gambling man, but just thinking it out. And I didn't, but the Patriots just destroyed the Dolphins, which I think if you and I were playing on the pass, we might have caught a couple touchdowns Not yesterday. a surprise, not a surprise. I mean, the Dolphins are, that's another thing about uh, the NFL, the early part of the season. We have, I think, for the first time in a long time, an NFL team. We've seen this in other sports yep. that's just blatantly tanking, almost to the point where they, I'm not saying they admit it, but you can tell they are definitely not about winning this year. No. And other players now are starting to come forward and say, they trade me out. if it's going to be this bad. Yeah, so, But out. the Patriots just keep on keeping on. And again, yesterday, do whatever they want. And I, I just, I don't know, man, this could be another 14-2 type season up in New England. Well, why wouldn't it be? I mean, look at look at the division. And this is, Patriots fans don't like this. but it's been going on for a decade. I mean, it's been going on for more than a decade. They really have no competition, no, no championship contender competition within their division. This isn't the AFC West where you could make a legitimate case that the second and third best teams in the conference are Kansas City and San Diego in yep. the same division. This isn't Dallas and Philadelphia maybe trying to gain a top seed in the same division. This division, it, it is so top-heavy. I can't really think of it, and maybe you can think of it like in other sports like baseball or anything. I can't think of anything in recent memory where one division is so top-heavy. with this Horrible. Trim- with the best organization in sports over the last 20 years. And three teams that can't, for the most part, seem to get out of their own way. Yeah, and not take any credit from everything they've done, but they it's basically amazing. have a walk amazing. to the playoffs, a bye, and then a home game, exactly, and then the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's amazing. And again, it takes no- I take nothing away from. God because, bless them. You know, they won the Super Bowl last year by going through probably the two best offensive teams last year. Yep, Kansas City and the Rams, and they got it done. So all the credit, but it does help to get that little head start of we don't really have to worry about pushing to get a home field advantage by the week after Thanksgiving. We kind of know that's going to happen. Yep. Rest 
rest their players. They get to do everything. Just it, It's a model franchise. All right, hey, we're taping this just before the Jets are about to kick off in a little while, taking on the uh, Cleveland Browns tonight. I don't know what to think about this game. I really don't. I think if you're the, you're the Jets, uh, you just hope that Trevor Simeon, the backup quarterback, doesn't get uh, chicken pox. So. Making a reference to the fact that Sam Darnold got mono last week. What was that, Wednesday or Thursday last week he got uh, mono? Something like that. And, and how, was, he, was he 23 years old, 24 years 23, old? 23, yeah. He gets mono, and I've talked to people who've had it. I've listened to doctors on the radio. Right. They don't know how long this guy will be out. This, no listen, for the novice fan out there, this Jets guy, the quarterback, Sam Darnold, this was supposed to be the year where he has a new coach, the quarterback whisperer, Adam Gay, supposed to be a big learning year, big step forward for the organization, and now your franchise player is out for maybe five, six weeks. And some people said he could be out for the season if his spleen doesn't get better. Who knows? Yeah, but you don't like cure in large spleen. No, and tackle football. No, yeah, it does not go football. well. Not, not a good – not great. Um, from a non-local angle, if you're looking at it from the Browns, who got a lot of hype coming into this season, they were going to be one of the teams to beat. Didn't go so well in the first week. I mean, can, can you imagine if they lost to the Jets' backup quarterback on Monday Night Football? I'd love to see it. I won't be surprised tonight at 11.30 when we're doing a sportscast. I will not be surprised if the Jets win. Or the Browns win. I, I, I right. really won't be surprised either. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If the Browns go and win 42-10 to 10 tonight, I won't be shocked. I'll say, all right, that's the team everyone thought it was going to be. Right. If the Jets win 16-15, I, I won't be surprised either. I, I just – I don't know. Yeah. It's it's, it's sort of um, – we see that every week um, there's always something. You just go, wait, wait, wait what's going on here? Yep. So there's one upset there. Um, I think the Browns should win, but – The one thing I will say that about the whole NFL, we're, I, I can't pick anything anymore. No. Uh, looking at the lines this week, I mean, some of the games, I mean, the big headline today, Pittsburgh Steelers lose their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, for the season. Right. That's a huge hit for the NFL. Right. And also, Drew Brees for the Saints is hurt. No timetable on when he's going to come back. So, They're saying about six to eight weeks for Brees, which I guess is somewhat conservative. Roethlisberger, we talked about Eli Manning, same draft class. So yep. they're, these are another o quarterback. Four. Yeah, oh four draft. So another quarterback not young by NFL standards. And is this it for him? I don't know. It's I mean, going to be a pretty. It, that's a very significant injury. And then the other thing, Cam level. Newton. I mean, all of a sudden that guy. He just. He looks old. He looks thirty. Old. He's thir- I wish I was thirty and has his problems. Millionaire, but he looks old. He's taken a lot of punishment for a quarterback the last few years. The Eagles lost yesterday to the Falcons, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. I was surprised by that. Ravens um, win again against the Cardinals. It was a lot closer to the game than people thought. We mentioned the Steelers, they're 0-2, lose Ben Roethlisberger. And the Colts beat the Titans, which was a game I looked at all week and I had no idea what to pick. I, 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 I don't know think I, I went, and I did terrible in my picks this week. So did um, I. I think I got six right. I I got five right so far, pending tonight's outcome. Um, I kind of like the Colts. I think the Colts have a little – the Colts are no longer a playoff team without Andrew Luck, but they yeah. had a really good team last year. They finally built up – ironically, now, he's gone now, and ironically they finally built up a team around Andrew mm-hmm. Luck. So they've got that going for them, which is nice. How'd you do in fantasy this week? Uh, I am hanging on by eight points as we go into tonight. And who do you have going? I have the only one I have going is um, I'm gonna forget. I really, uh, Jamison, Jamison Crowder for, for the, the Jets, Jets the yeah. wide receiver. What about your opponent? My opponent has, I believe he has. I can't say his name. Maybe you can because I believe he's a Miami guy at the tight end from the um, from the Browns. And Juco and Joe. I don't even remember. Who knows? Okay, but but it's going to be a dogfight. It's what you're telling me. Although Crowder had a lot of points last week, I sat on my bench and got a lot of points. He did. Yep. But I beat last night. My son helped me pick my fantasy team. Oh, he did it again, huh? All right. So we lost last week to a producer here, Melissa Warner, and then this week 
we beat Darren Kramer, which was very nice. He texted me about halftime of the Chiefs game because I have Patrick Mahomes, and he Mm -hmm. said, great picking Mahomes with the third pick. And by the way, your son's team kicked my butt, and we won by 30, I think. Yes, as we discussed a while ago. It was very nice. Very nice. So, hey, let's switch gears for a second. You brought this to my attention. You're a big Mets fan, so I'll let you take the lead on this one. Uh, It seems like it happens every year around this time of year. The Mets want to remember those who lost their lives on 9-11, and I don't think Major League Baseball is on the same page with them and how they go about doing it. Fill us in about what's going on with the Mets and 9-11 and MLB. Yeah, well, the first game back at at Shea Stadium after 9-11, 18 years ago, the Mets honored the first responders by wearing first responder hats, FDNY baseball caps, NYPD baseball caps. It was just a nice gesture. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't a huge uniform change. Just sort of a show of solidarity. So when they've had home games on September 11th, since that time, they've wanted to do this. Now, they wear the FDNY caps and the NYPD caps in batting practice before the game. Yep. But once the game starts, Major League Baseball mandates that they have to wear the Major League Baseball licensed equipment or attire. And we've seen this in the NFL, too. I think didn't players get in trouble for wearing some? Uh, didn't Peyton Manning wear old cleats one yeah, time, Johnny Unitas-type cleats? Yeah, Unitas passed away, he wore yeah. the black high tops and got fined So for the that. leagues don't want you to kind of go out on your own and wear something that's not the uniform look of all teams, right, correct? Be, right, exactly. If you've seen, and they have no problem if they, if Major League Baseball has no problem if they des- if they have it designed at their Players market. Weekends, yeah. Oh my that. goodness, those uniforms. hideous just, uniforms. I'm not gonna get go into it. Yeah. If you care that much, Google Player Weekend uniforms, MLB, and you'll be you'll be aghast. So Pete Alonso, the rookie first baseman for the Mets, having a whale of a year on his own, decides to go and get cleats, right? Get cleats with some uh, decorative nine, uh, for every some, player on yeah, the team. Some decorative memorable, some 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 decorative cleats, just sort of honoring those lost cleats. By the way, cleats, cleats. just footwear, cleats. Yeah. With FDNY symbols, NYPD shields, and and a pissed off MLB, and a pissed off MLB, and I think Pete even said himself, "I don't. I just went ahead and did it without asking because I figured they'd say no, and I might be wrong. I don't want to. No, you're right. I don't want to misquote Pete Alonso. And he, I think, believe he thinks like he he kind of expects he might be fine. If they would just take the short term view, don't just just let it go. It's not that big of a deal. And Joe Torre, by the way, was Uh, on with. uh, uh, Howie Rose the other day on the Mets pregame, and they were asking him about it, and Howie's asking him some tough questions. And Torrey just said, look, we don't want to open that can of worms because maybe there's some former Mets that are on a different team now. So then they're going to wear a different hat or they're going to wear more different cleats. So I'm trying to defend MLB, but I just I don't, I don't understand what just, you just say, look, look guys, the other way. Look, guys, for one look night, the other this way. team gets to have – for one night, one year, this team gets to play by a little bit of different rules. We're not going to lose a whole bunch of marketing money. Calm down. Just do the right thing. And if you don't like it, tough. And I think Alonzo, actually, I saw on Twitter today was uh, – yeah, the, the New York City PBA thanked Pete Alonzo for honoring the first responders with the commemorative cleats, and we are sending you some gifts from all of us here. Your actions in honoring our first responders have not gone unnoticed. Good luck to you and the rest of the Mets. So the Police Benevolent Association sent them a, a nice letter, and then it the, looks like a coffee mug and some other stuff, And but they were appreciative of it. And isn't that what we really want? That that speaks volumes right there. That's much more the fact that those folks appreciate it and it, it, did, it was something special to them. That means a heck of a lot more than whatever the heck uh, Major League Baseball thinks about these hats. So until next year, this will come up again. Yeah, unless they're on the road next year, in which case I guess they'll just we'll just yeah. They want and to, now MLB will probably schedule sure them on the road from yeah. now on road yeah, trips. Four, four they'll game, send them to Toronto. Yeah, four game road trip in Cincinnati. 
So, so listen, another thing you sent me this week that I wanted to bring uh, to attention, I thought something we talk about here besides uh, pro sports, et cetera, some youth sports. We're both dads with a couple of kids that are involved in stuff. And there was an article in a couple of different places, actually. One was specifically about football, and then another one just sports participation amongst youth down in general. Right. What What was your thoughts when you read that? It kind of surprised me, considering I have, I've, as I've mentioned and you have mentioned, we're driving our kids all over the damn state. I think it's part of it is that there a lot of schools there is a, a pay to play requirement, so your pay, parents have to pay more to, you know, for equipment and whatnot. And it used to be at least when I grew up, like you know, if you played basketball or football, you got your equipment. You didn't so you didn't have to play for yeah, it. Bet, my, my dad coached me play. in baseball. They right. they gave you a bag with bats and catcher's right. gear in it, and you got a you got a uniform. You paid ten bucks and you played. And now it's hundreds of dollars. And that's again, kids. There may be kids that have more varied interests nowadays. That's fine, but also maybe like what. Well, I don't know. I don't know what what do people do when they don't like they don't do sports. Maybe water coloring. I shouldn't make fun of water coloring. No. So here's the other thing that worries me is is it because more kids would rather be sitting at home on their Xbox That's playing Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite or yeah, or playing you know playing Madden rather than playing football, which actually might we be do not have Fortnite in my house. I have an 11 year old and a 10 year old. Their friends play it, but just some of the stuff I've read about that game. I mean, some people said it's a it's almost like an opioid. It's so addictive to the to the psyche of these kids. Because I'm. An old guy, yes, and I don't keep up with the kids, and my kids haven't discovered it yet. I'm really not sure what 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 Fortnite is. Nor do you so, want to know. I don't. Yeah, I'm just going to try and keep it. It's out. out there. It's very popular. You're going to hear about. It's like that with the phone. Oh yeah, it is like that. Yeah. How yeah. old are your kids? Eight and six. So they're no way near getting a phone yet, right? Oh no, but the eight year old goes kind of award out nine. Can I get one next year when I'm nine? What does she need a phone for? I, I have no idea. Apparently, look at YouTube videos and watch Netflix, Instagram. No, I, I don't think she knows that exists yet. Do they have true. iPads? They have, yeah, they have kids' versions of, like, not an iPad, not an Apple product, but tablets, kids' versions of tablets. So my kids both have iPads. My daughter, who's going to be 12 in October, is desperate for her phone. Mm-hmm. But she, I almost want to give her one of my old iPhones just so she can hold it around her friends. Right. Because she is now to the point where, you know, those preteen years where looks and all that stuff, she says to me, Dad, it's not necessarily that I need the phone, but all my friends have one. And it makes me feel stupid for not having one, or I just I feel left out. And I'll tell her, you're sitting around it. We were at a game the other day, and all her friends after the game were sitting around with their phones in their hand, not talking to each other on their right. phones. Well, okay, but that it makes me feel stupid. I, I mean, that argument didn't work for me when I wanted Vans sneakers in 1984, so I don't know why it should work now. Or I wanted a car when I was 16. Yeah, for yeah, crying out loud. yeah, yeah. Sick, you dropped me off at school, mom. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's just the the peer pressure. But the the idea that sports participation is down, I can see it in football. It is down in football. I was at a game last weekend. Uh, Sheehan was hosting Wilbur Cross, right. one of the big New Haven schools. And when I looked at the Wilbur Cross sideline. That is a big New Haven school, and their numbers are way down. Other schools are way down. So I get it in football because there are some things going on these days with injuries and concussions. Right. So, I mean, if, if you had a son who was 14, 15 years old or even Pop Warner, would you would you want to play in football? I'd have to think about it. I, I, I A year or two ago, I would have said, okay, I think for the most part. Because you're a big play. football fan. Yeah. But, and you want to go see your kid play, and just right. like I do. But do you, do, how do you think your wife would, would – that obviously be a family decision. Yeah, and again, we haven't thought we haven't had to make that decision, but we wouldn't rubber stamp it, put it that way. It wouldn't be yeah. okay. You can automatically play. We'd have to think about it and keep an eye on it, and just see. I think, yeah, when we're growing up, you know, if you got hit in the head or you got yeah. like you hurt yourself, you sort of, for the most part, just walk it off. Yeah, be okay. The evidence just gets. The old scary. expression, oh, I was seeing stars. Yeah, I was seeing stars. Yeah, I got my bell. He got his bell rung. Exactly, right? and true. I mean, I. I 
so we have a I have a son who's 10 years old. He's asked me about playing football and my answer to him is and I've talked to coaches about it in the business I am. I have a, the the ear of some coaches so I do ask for advice and one coach told me there's no reason why your son needs to play tackle football until he's in high school. Let, okay. If he really wants to play, let him play flag mm-hmm. to, so he gets to learn the game a little bit. And and my nephew plays flag football. He's 14, 15 years old now. So I, I get that. So when my son's a freshman in high school and he wants to play football and he's never played before, that's going to be tricky because my wife is against it. I'm kind of in the middle hoping to find something else. But it is. He's You know, should I be the one to say, hey, you're not playing? And at my kid's soccer game uh, this weekend on the adjacent field, saw kids much younger than high school age. Playing tackle football, helmet, yep. shoulder pads, all the whole equipment, whole shebang. Yeah, I mean, youth youth tackle football is a big deal. Pop Warner football, you got kids all over this area playing all the time. Well, we think about it here, and even when we talk about Connecticut sports being down, I mean, I mean, in parts of the country, football is religion. Yeah, I mean, Texas, Texas, California, Florida, Florida yeah. yeah. So Pennsylvania, yeah. Pennsylvania, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm not trying to skirt the the. Uh, I'm not trying to skirt the question I just I, I would think if I had a son I don't know what I would do I would have to think about it and I would probably talk to people like you have yep and people who know and people who coach again if they want to play basketball they want to keep playing soccer I'm not really gonna you know yeah. let's go I love it I love basketball I love that you guys love soccer football will be a different discussion yep and the other thing we were talking about just when this kind of brought it brings up a lot of different ideas the best time for youth sports mm. so what are you dealing with right now are you all over the map we're not all over the map yet we're yep. getting. We're probably. We're we might be a little a few years away from where you're at. Right now, we're pretty much just condensed to like weekend nights and Saturday mornings. Sometimes yep. early Saturday mornings. So we had games this weekend, nine thirty a.m. on Sunday. There was a game at six forty on Saturday night. Next weekend, we got a game at four forty-five in the afternoon, and then again nine thirty Sunday morning. Right. But it it's set, so we're we're used to it. But to, for me personally, I like it in the morning. Right. Two reasons: A, your whole day is not shot. Correct. If if you got to be somewhere, a soccer game at nine o'clock in the morning, baseball game at ten o'clock in the morning. I love that idea. And the second thing is, when I was an assistant baseball coach this past year, our kids were the most well behaved early in the morning. Ah. Because I think kids these days, you know, you got all kinds of things going on in schools and behaviors and. You know, different things that happen with kids. I think they have to hold it together all day long at school. And then all of a sudden, those that bell goes off at 3 and then kind of exhale and let it all out. And at 6 o'clock at night when we had our baseball games, right. getting those kids to listen and to stop eating grass and throwing things at each eating other. Grass. Yeah, just, you know, we're whatever. Gonna leak, we're going to leak with this. <laughs> yeah, it's a different podcast we'll talk about. Okay. But on Saturday morning, we would have a game at 10 o'clock and the kids would listen. Yep. They were sharp. They played well because I think they were rested and they weren't spending the whole day holding it together. The parents are blurry-eyed at, it's, at 8 o'clock. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that because when it, when we've had, like, behavior issues with my kids. Nothing major, but, you know, yeah. they act up and all that, and it's what you figure. Um, it's normal. Yeah, because they sit in school, and like, I, we get the report cards, and I'm like, oh, man, this is great. Your behavior is phenomenal. They come home, and there are times where they just, like— Kill each other. Yeah, and just, just yell at the top of their lungs about— I don't know what. The Dad, team. why are we watching Smoking the Bandit yeah, again? Why is this on? <laughs> Dad, why, why do, what are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and why do you keep looking at your phone? Um, <laughs> I can't have a phone, but yeah. you spend all night looking at yeah. your fantasy yeah. team. Yeah, Daddy, Daddy, has, Daddy has some oh, money concerns here. Um, yeah, so they need, a, they need a place to let it out, and that's a great part about sports. And that turns us back to the conversation. If kids can't play sports because of 
monetary issues, fin- yep. finance issues. I mean, where do they get that? Where's that outlet? And for some of these kids, playing sports is maybe a gateway to, to something better. And that's 100% just, right. 100% that's right. That's rough to think about. And I don't know if it, I don't, I can't imagine it's going to change anytime soon because as we've seen with our schools, certainly in this state, and I'm sure it's not just our state. School schools aren't getting more money. They're they're getting the budget cr- the budget crunches everywhere. It seems it's true. It's, it's true. What happens. All right, hey, time is flying here, my friend. We we have a set amount of time, and we're up against it here. But before we leave, we're going to do this again next week. Okay. Fun to chat with you as your, normal, but you're the technical guy of this podcast. So so okay. give me some plugs. Tell okay, people so where they hear about. That's true. It. I, do it. This is probably I, I don't know how this gets on the air. But yes. I'm the technical guy. Yes. So yeah, find us now. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Apple Music. Uh, Stitcher. Um, How do we find it? you search for EFBC? ED slash BC podcast. Search Apple Music. Search Spotify. You'll find us there. Search and subscribe. Apple Music makes it really easy. Once you find us, hit the subscribe button. You get us every week. And leave a review. Review on Apple Music. Leave a, as long as it's a nice review, just feel free to leave us a review. Yeah, we don't need bad reviews. Yeah, I think you want to start reviews for somebody else's podcast. So I got to reach out to my mom, my aunt, my brothers, a few cousins, and tell things family, here. tell fr- yeah, tell your family, tell your friends, tell mild acquaintances, you know, any, anybody you know that you think might enjoy nonsense or something. All right, sounds I know good. I all right, good. All right, we are the EDBC Podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Been fun hanging out with you again, Brian, as usual. Let's do it again next week. All right, see you. All right, take care.